How is the book? We're going to switch because, uh, you know, we're talking Star Wars. Let's let's talk about fun stuff here. How's your book going? Because, I mean, I, I think everybody's ready here. How, how's it doing? I mean, like sales wise, you feel good about it. You ready to write another one? Well, I'm a best selling author, as you can see. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, it's doing doing fine. Um, it's it's cool to me that the the book is always uh, always still moving. Um, it is not a book that has smashed records of any kind, but like, it's really cool for, for me to like hop on and get a sales report every week and people are still buying it because Star Wars is always relevant, which was why I, I did it, you know, cause it's a, it's a book that doesn't get old. So I'm already thinking about, uh, if I, if I'm able to do like a second edition, you know, if I could do a Mandalorian, um, additional chapter inside of it, if, uh, my publisher will let me, that'd be super cool. I gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Dave, Dave, and and, and uh, Mr. Glosson, have you guys either one read uh, Stephen's book? And it's okay to say no because you know, as he said, he's not a best-selling author, or whatever. But I, I have ordered it, and it is in the pile. And I've read excerpts online, but I haven't read the full thing yet. Okay, <clears throat> it is Mr. Glosson's not answering. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I've not read it. I I'm ashamed to say I've not read it. <laughs> if I, I was ashamed. <laughs> If I would have known Stephen was going to be on the show tonight, I would have made sure to read it. So I'd be like, of course I read it. I just read it today. It's one of my favorite books of all time. <clears throat> you know. Well, I know Steve will like it. The subject um, matter was so interesting. And and I heard you on here. Uh, was that Jessica that interviewed mm-hmm. him? Oh, such man. A, such a good discussion. you got, And it just made me want to get to it quicker. So Jessica is tough. Yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> done, I've done, God, like two dozen book interviews, uh, at least in the past year. And nobody Nobody comes comes as prepared and with as many receipts and challenges to my ideas as Jessica did. And I found myself at moments in that going, Oh God, I I haven't, (laughs) I I haven't, I haven't studied, Um, you know, cause she had, she was like holding things that I had written down in front of her. I haven't really looked at my book in, in over a year really. Uh, And I was like, that's an interesting thing I supposedly wrote. Uh, I'm not sure if I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica's Jessica's great. Yeah, um, I know. I know. Brent and I we had discussions about this. I mean, it was just great to have those those two points of view. And sometimes they were the same. Sometimes they were varying. Um, but just the discussion level, you know, it wasn't a bunch of guys like us sitting around and pushing Steve to do goofy things and making him dance for his dollar. It was an actual. <laughs> deep deep conversation that i think a lot of star wars fans would be you know they should listen to it because it's there's so much divisiveness in in the community to be able to say well, we're gonna have a deep conversation here and nobody's gonna be angry we're just gonna have some 
different points and i i thought it was great i well, mean we could it, go around in a yeah. circle and talk about how we're feeling starting oh, with God. starting with nick you know oh, <laughs> are you, you have anything you'd like to share with the group <laughs> Yeah, no, I am intimidated. Is that, yeah. Well, I think how, it's always how think you it's define cool, like... redemption? <laughs> Ooh. And are we all able to tap into redemption? Uh, did you guys see the, the big controversy? Well, not big controversy. I guess it's like micro controversies. But when Vanity Fair tweeted, no, Rolling Stone tweeted out about Ahmed Best's cameo yes. in... Uh, the Jedi Temple in that episode of The Mandalorian, that it was a redemption for mm -hmm. Ahmed Best. And Rolling Stone framed it as such. And then Star Wars Twitter just comes after Rolling Stone for being like, he didn't do anything wrong. He doesn't need redemption. Uh, he needs an apology. And this this is like, you know, kind of what blew up in Star Wars Twitter for a couple of hours that he was owed an apology that he didn't need redemption. I was just watching this going like, do it. Does nobody know what redemption means? Like <laughs> redemption doesn't mean that you're Hitler. Uh, right. it, you know, it's it's this journey that we all go to, like peaks and valleys and redemption in the context of Ahmed Best is you know, a shitty thing happened to him. Like Star Wars almost ruined his life. Yes. And now Star Wars has enabled him to like get back to the summit again. Like it's a beautiful thing. And I was kind of blown away that people think that redemption is only for bad guys. <laughs> it, it was fantastic. I loved when, when you put that out there and, and people were kind of bantering that, bantering that around. It was um, a good discussion. And I, in 2019, I was at uh, Star Wars Celebration in Chicago, and my son and I were sitting there probably 15 feet away from Ahmad Best doing his uh, interview with you know, with the Star Wars people. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just great. The fans were loving every minute he was there, and it felt good back then to think where he was and where he'd gotten to then. So now to look where he's gotten to is is even even better. Steve. Go ahead. I, yeah, I, when I first my need, first of all, I'm so happy to be able to say this to a guest who I've never met and I don't know language. Secondly, <laughs> I am so happy I, I, when I first saw uh, that Vanity Fair thing, I had kind of the same knee jerk reaction. I'm like, Ahmed Best doesn't need redemption. But then I thought about I'm like, well, I don't know what word. I understand the point of what they were mm -hmm. trying to say. The Rolling Stones, I should say, not the, not the Vanity Fair, but the Rolling Stoner. I understood what they were trying to say. And so I didn't like get all blowy up. He ticked off about it. I, I think it's a shame that, you know, almost, wow, 24 years ago, people were so knee jerk against Jar Jar that they never gave that character a real chance moving forward. In the Clone Wars, when Jar Jar has a, a, a proper straight man to play against, like a good old comedic duo used to do, mm -hmm. he actually works as a character. And in that animated form, he worked very well as, as well. The episode in the sixth season with he and um, Mace Windu really showed just what a, a fun character Jar Jar could be and, and as well as like a layered serious character he could be as well. And um, But I knew the minute I saw Ahmed Best show up as a, as a Jedi, I said, oh, well, everyone's going to flip their lid and talk about how they've always loved Ahmed Best. And I think that's one of the things that bothers me is because I have been since 1999 a Jar Jar apologist, for lack of a better word. 
Good for I've, you. I have defended that character and and love that character. But I knew I'm like, there're gonna be people coming out of the woodwork who are acting like they've always loved Jar Jar, who have said some hateful things about him in the past. And it and that's the kind of thing that really irks me is when people jump on these bandwagons and and stuff. But I I I was happy for him. As I watched, I said, you know what? Good for him. I'm really glad that he's getting to do this really cool thing with a with a really awesome character. And honestly, a, that's the kind of cameo or the kind of appearance I like because your mm -hmm. your your average viewer is not going to know. Oh, that's Jar Jar Binks. Like I I told my wife, that's the guy who played Jar Jar Binks. You know, um, and uh, and but she wouldn't have known that. You know, and and, and so I. I, yeah, I was really glad to see it, but I, I was—I almost knee-jerk reacted to the word redemption as well. I'm like, they could have used a different word, but I know what they mean. And then I kind of calmed down, and I'm like, well, okay. So, you got it, Dave. You had something. It's—it's uh, it's very interesting, also, with that that um, a lot of what you read is fandom gave him such a hard time, and I'm—I know they did. I'm, I mean, I know there are. I've talked to people who did. But the media also gave him an incredibly mm -hmm. hard time yes. back then. Gave George Lucas an incredibly hard time back then. Uh, even bringing up words that are brought up way too often nowadays, but bringing them up back then yeah. about what's going on. Um, but I will say part of part of when I started to give a little more to that character was when I watched the documentary, um, the George Lucas, the making of Phantom mm. Menace. And the you beginning? can see the, the yeah yeah, and you can oh, see the work. Two hours of pain right there. You could, <laughs> but you could see the work yeah. that Ahmed Best was putting into that character. Yeah. Like you could see his interactions with George Lucas and him giving George exactly what George wanted. Mm -hmm. And when you find out that uh, the name or the way he talked or whatever came from his son, mm -hmm. George Lucas's son, and stuff like that, like. Stuff like that just that adds more layers to what you're looking at. And never um, forget, never forget, guys, Michael Jackson wanted to play Jar Jar. Yep. Mm -hmm. so he did. A huge bullet. <laughs> and George Lucas, George Lucas like courted him and like they had meetings to discuss it. And he he opted, no. Uh man, what an alternate history that would have been. Yeah, that would have been wild. Um, I, so, I do I do want to ask a question though, because yeah. um you mentioned uh with Ahmed Best the the media, you know, really kind of drove those attacks on him. So I was too young to remember or participate in, in the Internet and online, you know, reactions to the Phantom Menace in 1999. I was 10. Um, how pe people say now that Ahmed Best was harassed, like by fans, what mediums would they have used to do that? Or, or are people like remembering something that like isn't? real because the review the reviews were brutal right the yeah. yeah the reviews are what i remember most is the reviews and then there was talk about uh the way that certain characters spoke and how that was very yeah. stereotypes yeah, yeah. Stereotypes. How, did, how did the fans what but what did the fans the, the do what i remember about the fans is the first when i got to college and i got to college around i guess fall of 99 um is that everybody had access to the internet? You know, at that mm -hmm. point, it was like, oh my gosh, we're all, you know, we're online constantly. And there was message boards, of course, mm -hmm. and you could go to message boards. And that's when you started. I mean, I didn't even realize people hated the Ewoks. Like, I was such a. You stole I was kind my of, line. Dave Jones, oh, you stole my line. <laughs> 
But I didn't realize that, and I didn't realize George Lucas said later people hated C three PO and stuff like that too. And I didn't, I didn't know any of that. Now, look, I'm going to call foul on George because I grew up a Star Wars fan from the from the early days, and yeah. I don't remember anyone hating three PO back in the day. But you're right, Dave. I think people misremember because we're so used today, Stephen, to social media, right. and we're so used to Twitter and and the Facebook stuff where people will pile on you know, and do threads and retweets and all that. In those days, it was just message boards at some of these different fan sites that had popped up. And there was some grumbling and complaining, but it was never, that stuff was never directed at individuals. Yeah. Um, it was always directed at the movie as a whole. People hated the Phantom Menace. It was boring. Um, it was childish. They did not like Jar Jar Binks. They did not like Anakin as a little boy, but there was not the the hate that got piled on the true most vicious things that got said got said by um people who were in the nascent days of like an ain't it cool news yep. or mm -hmm. i was gonna um, bring that up yeah or some or some other like movie review websites that had a pretty wide audience already you know because we're still basically in the days of dial-up you know dsl correct yeah we're just starting to be a thing and so um so if you could get on a, a on a message board or if you saw some of these things, but there were actual legit movie critics who were saying things like Jar Jar Binks is racist and whoever yeah. and, and like not thinking about the guy who played him and what that would say to his heart and soul. You know, there was just an uh, it was a thoughtless, uncaring critique mm -hmm. of of a performance that was actually really good they they also accused jar jar of homophobia and all this other stuff like it's a homophobic racist portrayal of a character I think this is this is actually just really interesting to me because um i i so i've i've hosted the beltway banthas podcast for many years and i'm saying have hosted because there might be more coming um but it's it's a politics and star wars podcast mm -hmm. where you know we actually just enjoy and revel in in the political subculture that runs through through star wars fandom as well and hearing you talk about that reminds me when Ahmed best did his suicide um kind mm -hmm. of video where he, he talked about the experience he also referenced that as well that like the stuff that cut him the deepest was the stuff where he was being accused of racism homophobia mm -hmm. like you know like being some sort of cartoon um uh, you know, different ethnicities and accents. And then you skip ahead to the discourse over bullying online. Mm -hmm. And you kind of see how it plays out on Twitter. You basically have like left faction, right faction. And the left faction sort of like acts like they never participated in any of this when it comes to bullying and Ahmed Best and that the only people who commit online harassment and direct harassment are, are usually rightward fans like trolling YouTube and stuff. And when Ahmed Best talks about who he felt hurt by, it's the people who go, everything is homophobic. Right. Every, yeah. Everything is racist. And you go, hmm, that's kind of interesting. But no, that and, <laughs> But it's We're not also, having a conversation about that. But if you put that in the context of 24 years ago, yeah, that's when those words had so much more power to them than they even do today, because today they get thrown around at the drop mm -hmm. of a hat, if I'm being yeah. honest. Mm -hmm. And, and, and then those days it wasn't an attempt to cancel someone. It was, it was harsh, 
hardcore accusations leveled at someone because of their portrayal of this character in this movie being directed to go that way. They said the same thing about the Nemoidians because the Nemoidians kind of mm -hmm. sounded yep. like, you know, they're waiting on Godzilla to show up or something. <laughs> and, um, and, and so, I'm sorry they did. They sounded like dubbed over <laughs> Japanese voices in from, from old Godzilla movies. Yeah. And, and George and, admitted um, it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I really do, you know, I look at that and, and, and that's why today when when people have these campaigns where where people are getting harassed and bullied online, some of these actors or actresses have said they are. I'm just like, you know, it, back in the day, this started with people saying things like George Lucas raped my childhood. I mean, mm, harsh, yeah. harsh language. Mm -hmm. They use these kind of things. And that was a staple on Ain't It Cool News. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And that's one of the things that caused me a few years later to start my podcast is because I was so tired of the online um, verbiage being just blatant hate because it didn't meet my expectations or it didn't do what I wanted it to do and, and absolutely dismissing anything good about what had gone on. And it really began with people's reaction to the Phantom Menace because I loved the Phantom Menace from day one and, and have been a defender of that movie for 20 some odd years. Sorry, Brent. Go ahead. I go ahead, that. Brent. I see that. No, so there's two things. One, Wada was also con uh, connected to <laughs> Jewish, yeah. like a Jewish. That's right. Uh, some anti-Semitism, like I, that kind kind of, of world. Italian to me. <clears throat> but it was like hey. uh, mind tricks don't hey. work. Untied idiots. Right. Hey, um, hey and get a piece of pies on. <laughs> the second thing I wanted to say was before you guys got into all the heavy talk. It was about the comment about Michael Jackson. So I was listening to a podcast where Ahmed Best was taking two female comedians and I can't, I don't know their names, but they were watching the clone wars and he was kind of going through and coaching them through the clone wars. And he told a story on that podcast while they were filming, I believe attack of the clones or one of the films, there was a concert of Michael Jackson's in Australia that George Lucas took Ahmed Best and Natalie Portman, and it might have been while they were filming. <laughs> this was this was Phantom Menace. This was during. It might have been. Minutes, have yeah. you heard? Have you heard the yes, story? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know if you'd heard the story or not, but so he took them to box seats, and Michael Jackson after the concert comes up and he's like, "This is Ahmed Best. He's going to play Jar Jar Binks." And Ahmed said that Michael just looked him up and down and turned around and walked away. Oh. Oh, <laughs> because at the time he had no idea that that's, George yeah, Lucas that George was talking. That's how he knew yeah. that he didn't get the part. Yeah, that's how George broke it to Michael. Uh, hey, Michael, oh. I'm at best. He's gonna be dark. <laughs> hey, Nick, Nick, real quick, uh, you your computer's failing on you there. You're getting ready to hop out, right? Yeah, you know what? I'm the guy that left his laptop charger at work. And so oh, Nick, I'm, uh, Nick. I'm watching it dwindle slowly going, oh, my gosh, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, <laughs> as opposed to just randomly disappearing, I will sign <laughs> off and allow some more people to jump into the uh, into the what would you call it, Dave? Octobox. Yeah, this is the Octobox. This is I, the uh, guys. Thank you so much for letting me. May the force be. With, may the force be with you. And I actually am in the same cat because I do my phone and my. This is eating up my battery, so I'm gonna have to drop out as well. So I don't oh. have. I'll watch you guys on YouTube, and I might shoot you some messages because that's not gonna kill my battery like this is. Oh, so man. I might join in through the through the through the Twitterverse. Happy 200, you guys. You guys are awesome. Thanks, guys. To what Brent said so earlier, Joe. Way to go on 200. You got it to 200. Nobody else. Way to go. 
Thanks, man. Thanks. Correct. Guys. Nice job on 200. I have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, real quick, we, we got pretty deep, pretty dark there, and that's okay. It was pretty serious. D-Doc, I believe we've got maybe some uplifting messages from a few people here that uh, we wanted to get in real quick. Either Mr. Mark Newbold or Mr. Drew Carpishin. Okay. Uh, one second, because I was adjusting our screen there. Okay. Uh, 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 let's go to, we're going to do Drew Carpishin. This is going to take up the screen. This is awesome, though. Hi there. This is Drew Carpishin. Just wanted to wish everybody over at Rule the Galaxy, congratulations on 200 episodes. Come on. That was nice. Awesome, man. Awesome. What a guy. So. Uh, anytime you can talk to the guy who wrote the Darth Bane books. That's, oh, uh, yeah. Those books are great. He's uh, he's a great guy. And uh, he's very, you know, I, I reach out to him, things, questions, boom, right back to me. Good guy. You know, he's another one of those cool authors like Stephen Kent who will just respond to you whenever you want. So that's that's a good thing right there. I know. I was, hope, uh, I was hoping they'd bring Drew back to do some more work for him. Hopefully we'll see something from him in the future for Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know. Agreed. <laughs> They could yeah. just make his trilogy and make movies. <laughs> Star Wars is like, we can't find any writers. Where can we get these writers? <laughs> right. We have these books that people absolutely love right. that have great stories. Oh, so God. well. I they hate that really quote well. so much when she said, it's not like we have like a backstory or anything that we could make something out of. Can I ask you like guys? The worst quote ever. Yeah. Can I, but can I be fair to Kathleen Kennedy really quickly? And this is not something I'm used to doing. <laughs> George Lucas set that standard when he said the books are their own thing yeah. and the movies are our thing. And the movies became for Dave Filoni and company through the Clone Wars and, and beyond a, a place to draw a well from which to draw certain characters and that sort of thing and to plug and, you know, kind of plug and play as best they yeah. could. But what Kathleen, I think she really meant, you know, we're going, we've got, if we're going to stretch out and do our own thing and tell Star Wars independent of these things and we don't have these books and stuff to fall back on i see why people are bothered by that and i totally i'm like yeah you shouldn't have said that you shouldn't have made that statement but but I, if she's going with the original george lucas idea of the books are their own thing and the movies are their thing i see where she's coming from but in, and in i fairness, get that i do i understand that but i also from the first moments of the rise of skywalker said oh my god you just ripped off the dark empire how can you say that? And then you're going to end your trilogy with the Dark Empire. I, I kind of wish they would have ripped off the Dark Empire a little more <laughs> by the end of. But I, I actually don't hate Rise of Skywalker. I know a lot of people do, but I, I actually don't. I find it pretty fun. And not to hate anything. I mean, it just. No, yeah, I know. I'm just saying in general, not you specifically, but. Did, did anybody see? Uh, I, I read some rumors and stuff when it comes to Favreau and Kathleen Kennedy that number one they weren't getting getting along with each other at all. Uh, I read that he for was a while. he was really yeah. annoyed with her, and apparently she forced him to put Mando in the book of Boba Fett. He didn't want to do that, and he was really upset with some of the reviews that can't. Th this is stuff I um. I jumped into a YouTube the other day and it was a guy who has sources. I think his name was den of nerds. Yeah. Um, he was, he was and talking I, about a lot of inside information. Yeah. Uh, right. with Favreau. Is... <laughs> I, I, 
I can't even let myself go down those tunnels. I, I went. I, I told no, myself last that's night. That's not fair because you say that all the time, but then you ask me to tell you. So <laughs> well, because I filter. Fault. I filter what you tell me. Yeah. Yeah. I um, was like, I was like, let me let me just listen to this and see what what kind of like rumors there are. Whatever. Yeah. The one I believe is that Pedro Pascal did not show up on the set once this entire season of Mando. I totally believe that. <laughs> that's, that's easy to believe. Yeah. Hey, we, D-Doc, we, we we got a couple more uh, guests coming on here in a minute, and we have that Mark Newbold. Why don't hey, you throw that up there real quick. Yeah. Uh, before you do that, I want to plug um, Stephen Substack. He kind of plugged it to us in the private chat, but he's got a great article here on his Substack about uh, Amit, the the redemption stuff we were just talking about. So, yep, check out check out his Substack. Yeah, I'm at um, this is the way dot Substack dot com. Uh, really hard to remember, but uh, <laughs> this is the way dot Substack dot com, and uh, new articles on Star Wars coming out all the time. Uh, we're also I'm partnering with Riley Blanton, formerly of the Star Wars yes. Report. Um, Riley is offering the coverage of Star Wars Celebration for the next four days, and he is five hour no fifteen hours ahead in, in Korea. Um, and so he's going to be uh, getting this stuff out really early, starting tomorrow. Awesome. So if you go ahead and just do a free subscription to thisistheway.substack.com, you'll get uh, an email roundup of everything that's kind of happening in Celebration Land. Um, and you'll also get a first notification uh, if Beltway Banthas were to return um, sometime here soon, you know. <laughs> we, Riley we appreciate now that's, that's a name. name I've not heard in a long time. <laughs> a long time. Stupid. I love it. He's a grown up. He's grown up now. I used yeah. to call him the kids, man, and he's all grown up. Bless his heart. Married. That, that kid. Like an adult. He's a great guy. Yeah, Steven, he, he thank really you for is. thank you for hopping on. I know you gotta hop out. Appreciate it. Appreciate all you do. Hope to have you back in the future. And you just keep keep doing what you're doing, man. You're doing great work. Thank you. Steven, I I'm have, getting the book. I have, I have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you, man. You got it. Let's check out Mark Newbold before I think Mr. Adam Bray is supposed to be coming on here in a minute. Yeah, we've oh, got yeah. Adam Bray. Yeah. For Adam. We we've got Adam Bray and Tom Line in the uh, yeah. docket right now. If you guys go need ahead. me to go, just let me know. But I, I... Dave, Dave, you can hang. It'll be fun. You hang hey, on. No Nick, and, Nick and Brent left. If we if we play our cards right, Geek Out Loud's taking over the show. <laughs> <laughs> D-Doc, hit Mark Newbold, then we'll get the right. we'll get Adam and, and Tom on. All right. Well, 200 episodes for anyone is impressive. For a podcast, it's really impressive because I don't think people realise quite how much effort goes into making a podcast. It's not just getting together and working out the schedules and then deciding what you're going to talk about because if you're friends, you can make it work and there's always something to talk about in the Souls Galaxy. But it's the editing and it's the writing the blurb and it's getting it up there and it's promoting it. And it's not only doing that, it's doing it 200 times to the quality that you guys at Rule the Galaxy have done it, it's really, really impressive. I've been a guest on your show a number of times, usually speak to Joe. In fact, always speak to Joe and guaranteed uniformly have a great time doing it. It's interesting, engaging. I like talking. You can probably tell from me right now. I love talking, especially about Star Wars. And it's always a joy and it's always a pleasure. And I always look forward to the next time. So I'm rambling as usual. Happy 200th episode. Congratulations to you, Joe, and to the whole team, because it takes an army to make these things work. 
and here's to 200 more and I hope I'm a part of a few of them. All the best. Mark Newbold's a great guy. I don't know if you guys have met him, talked to him much, but he's he's New- one of my favorites. Newbold's going to have to challenge me. I'm going to be on all 200. I'm Scott Raven. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's, let's get some intro music for one of these gentlemen here. All right. Let me uh, – all right. Well, this is uh, Adam Bray right here. Adam Bray. Star Wars and Marvel author Adam Bray. Adam. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I gave you the the old person shot there with the blankets to start off. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, so, Adam, how cold is it where you are right now that you need that blanket? Um, you know, it's, it's not that bad. Um, it's actually, uh, I think it was in the forties or fifties today and it's supposed to get up to the seventies. We're taking a big jump, uh, later this week. So it's actually pretty warm out. Very nice. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You doing okay. You get, you've been, uh, keeping busy with anything. Um, well, I'm, I'm floating down the river. Uh, are you guys able to hear me okay? I, I didn't think about my speed when I got on. Am I lagging a bit? You sound wonderful. You sound absolutely wonderful. Oh, okay, good. Then, then I'm I'm plowing ahead at full steam. You got it. And your good friend uh, Steve Glossons here, and he's he's so excited to have you come on. You guys are going to talk about uh, what the the uh, Mon Calamari. Uh, travel director that you wrote a book about is that what you're going to discuss yeah. next? Yeah, you need it. Yeah, that'd be good. No, hey Adam, um, just <laughs> since we're here, I'm yeah. the guy that has things to send you that never sends them to you, and I've got a box of stuff that's building up and building yeah. up and building up. And I want yeah. you to know, the other day oh. I won an eBay. Well, I how exciting! E- yeah, yeah, I won an eBay auction just for you. There was one item in the eBay auction that, oh I, that you had told me that you didn't have. Joey, I'm sorry for what I'm about to do here, but you told me you didn't have a comic book version of this guy. And I'm like, well, here you go. I found Ooh. one. And it's a good yeah. version. It's a good figure. It's Captain, oh, it's Captain himself. Awesome. So, yeah. So that's going awesome. in your box with other things. Yeah. So you got it. Wow. Hey, Thank you. Hey. Adam, I'm gonna. We're gonna add one more guest on here with you. It's uh, one of our favorite guys, one of our listeners, one of our followers, uh, Mr. Tom Line. So, D Doc, if you want to hit Mr. Tom's music. Sorry, I'm just finding it on the. Hey, uh... don't don't worry about it, D Doc. Don't don't hit it. You don't have to. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, Thank it's you, not Tom. like you had one job. <laughs> oh my God. That's okay. You know what? We're we're looking at books written by Adam Bray right now with uh with Dave Jones right here. Absolutely. And C3PO excited cards. I know this I is... had it on here. I'm no. I'm sorry. Oh, just bring just bring Tom on. All right, Tom's on. Tommy Line, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. We we uh 
I'm not even going to keep you on that long because I know you were saying you didn't want to come on the show. You didn't want to be here, but <laughs> you, you interact with all of us so much. I had to have you come on for the 200. Say hello so everybody could put a, a face with the name and, and everything you do following us and everything like that. So thanks for being a part of it. Oh, thank you guys. Appreciate it a lot. Uh, it's good seeing all of you on here. Uh, the the C-3PO card, Steve. Appreciate you pulling that out multiple times. <laughs> I've basically ruined any integrity that I have as a, as a good person because of it. It's okay. It's okay. It is. It is. You, it's a it's collectible. Right. It is a collectible. It's all right, D-Duck. Hey, I, I've screwed up like 37 times so far in the show. I, I, they make it in a list. So I just have this, all these sound bites in this big list. I tried. I tried. I'm not upset at all. Don't... <laughs> I'm thankful to be here. It's awesome. Well, we, we appreciate it. Like I said, uh, um, <clears throat> so we, we are, we're tailing off here. Actually, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm doing everything I can, drinking coffee, I don't stay up this late. And come on, uh, man. You know, come on. You're drinking coffee. Steve Glosson, you know, he runs three hour shows all the time. I'm not, I, I don't have the stamina like this guy to do these kind of shows. So um, his, are mar- his are marathons. They are. They are marathons. But they're good marathons. See? Thank you. Well, yeah. when you only do one every six to eight weeks, you have to make them last. So yeah, you got a lot to say. Yeah. And, and uh, so. Tom, thanks for being here. Adam, uh, so what do you think? Are you going to share that Captain America that that Steve got for you, or are you going to keep it all for yourself? Share? No way. It's it's all for me. (laughs) (laughs) Why would I share that? Just, just. The oh, nice you mean do. you like Captain America? Oh, you you dropping hints? I see. No, I'm not going to share with you. If you remember correctly, in the Marvel Encyclopedia you sent me, you did a personal message with the Captain America shield on it. I did. Well, yeah. you Fine. can go buy your own Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness! Gracious. Now I did see I did see today that they had the it may not have been today but I've been kind of out of it this week but they released the Chrysanthemum. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, is is it going to be a remake of just oh, yeah. Chewbacca or is it? No, it's this is the book of Boba Fett. Okay, yeah. one. They got they a new body one, and everything. Yeah, yeah. The first okay. one was a comic version, so that's why it looked that way. Alfie, don't take up for them. I'm that, the first <laughs> one, the first one was the was first one was a excuse. Yeah, the first one was like, oh, everyone likes this character. Let's just use the Chewy mold right. and make some crappy little armor and <laughs> it, put on it. It looked worse than the uh, Wookies that were in Solo. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, it did look. Bad. Yeah, I, thought, I thought this one looked good, at least from internet photos so yeah this one would be good hey tom did you did you ever buy any six inch black series or anything like that before you started listening to our show no no you guys gotta kind of got me addicted and then i was always a lego star wars collector and uh d dot got me into the the helmets i'm working on darth vader right now love it that thing was a challenge to build man Oh, uh, the black on black is it's hard on old man. Eyes. Yeah, I had a hard time building that thing because that's one where you can't just separate the pieces to color. You need to separate them by the actual piece that they are because everything is pretty much black pieces except that little square core that you get in there. 
Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. This is a tough one. Uh, I'll go around the room. How many of you guys collect the or dabble in the Lego side of things? D. I actually built one last night. I got to bring. I got to grab. Yeah. It. Alfie, how about you? You're gonna have to define dabble. Okay. How many? I have three children have? that I have been building Legos for for 14 years. So okay. Does that count? Dabble. Yes. Uh, Steve, Dave, and Adam. Are you guys? Much? Oh, look at that beautiful Boba Fett. Oh wow, that is nice. No man, stepping on Legos in the middle of the night. You're you were a dad, Joe. You know how it goes. I mean, I can't have that in my house, man. No, I've it's too much. There's too much crap to step on as it is. Barbie toys. Oh, come on. That's why I cheat and I glue them together. No, oh, you use the craggle. The craggle. (laughs) I do. Steve, I know how much you've got on the action figures and all that, much yeah. into the Legos. You know, I dabbled for a while. They're so expensive. Um, uh, my wife and I, back during the pandemic, built the Ewok Village, and that was a fun set. Yeah, I, I dropped a... That's I dropped, a hell of a set to build. That's well, a I dropped, expensive set. Yeah, I dropped, I dropped money on that several years back, and it just been sitting there in the box, and so... During the pandemic, I'm like, you want to learn to play with Legos? And she's like, yeah, sure. And she got hooked, man. And so that was a really fun (laughs) little set to put together. And um, I had it sitting behind me on on the little shelf behind me, but then it fell. Dude, my favorite most that I built was the new ATTE. This thing thing is incredible. And it's so cool because like the legs like wobbly but you just sit it down and it's just good to go i wish it i wish uh, we got like rex or somebody with it but yeah you got cody with it actually well you know back during the uh back during the rebels when they ran into rex and the gang on the Mm -hmm. big on the big converted att they made a lego set of that particular one from rebels i wanted that so bad it was such a cool looking set but i never picked it up the one that's mm. almost like a fishing rig, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. They did and the Jaws I, scene in yeah. it, yeah. yeah. And I remember I did not watch any animated Star Wars at all at that time, but I was a Lego builder for Star Wars. And I saw that thing, and I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm like, Funny. it looks like a fishing ship. Like, I'm like, Captain Rex, like, who is he? <laughs> and I just did not buy it. And that thing sells for who knows what now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Steve, so, you see what we do to these people? Yeah. D-Doc and T- Tom never did any of this collecting, never bought all this stuff. And now, I mean, it's it's a, I, cab- it's, it's a whole new industry. It's a cottage industry. I like to egg Tom on because <laughs> he'll eventually sell whatever he buys to me. So <laughs> I've, got, I've got boxes back here in the corner that I can't display because I don't have enough rooms in the house. Just send me so, a list. Just send me a list. <laughs> well, hey, uh, Tommy, thanks for coming, man. Um, sorry we can't go see Air this weekend. I know we were trying to do that, but uh, go have fun in Ohio for Easter. And uh, appreciate you always following us and being a part of what we do. And uh, thanks for making your first official appearance on uh, on the Rule of the Galaxy podcast, brother. Anytime, anytime. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for 200 episodes and uh, making my drive to and from work that much better every day. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, brother. Be good. Yep. Thanks. Thank you guys. Sure. Take it easy. Now, Adam, go ahead. I have been, I'm sorry, back to the Lego talk really quickly. I have been kind of picking these guys up a little bit left and right. Yeah. The, Muppets, the, the Muppets minifigures. Oh. And I, I think there's rumors or maybe it's confirmed. I don't know. They're doing like a Muppets stage, like the Muppet show stage at some point maybe. And 
That, nice. that, mm-hmm. that is tempting. Did they uh, ever do Muppet Babies Star Wars? Like Gonzo as Vader oh, and all they, that? There was an episode. Yep. No, I know. I meant I meant for I meant like a Legos. figure line. Yeah. Disney a, Disney actually had down at the parks, back to the park situation, they had a they had a line of Muppet and Star Wars mashups. And this has been ten years ago or so. This is before yeah. this is before the buyout. And um yeah. yeah, so yeah, they had they had several like that. Hmm. I've got I've got some somewhere. Hey, yeah. uh, Steve, real quick. In. Steve has been podcasting for 20 years and just now hit show 200. That's right. So. That's true. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, at I'm at 289. I'm at 289. Oh, yeah, I'm man. hoping to hit 300 by the end of the year. You can do it. We'll yeah, see. you can. Hey, we'll um, Mr. Bray, uh, so... Uh, we all love your yeah. books. We, we all love what what you've put together for Marvel, for for uh, Star Wars, things like that. Do you have any upcoming events where you're doing anything with with any of your books? Any movie releases, anything like that, or any shows, or anything on the agenda? You know, I I really don't have anything exciting. Um, I'm I'm nice. in discussions about some conventions, but. Um, but uh, nothing is confirmed as of yet. So no, I'm I'm kind of an open book, as they say. I'm a, I'm a blank page. So I got gotcha. you. No worries, man. No worries. So, um, so it, if you want to, if you want some new books, the best thing to do is to hound those uh, those publishers, those editors, uh, and tell them you want something. So. Um, I don't know of any editors, uh, you know, DK has been my big publisher. Um, it's just their, their main accounts, social media accounts, um, at Lucasfilm, you can, uh, you can send messages to, uh, Michael Seglane, um, uh, Jen Hetty or Heddle, uh, she's more over the novels. Um, I don't know if there are other Lucasfilm editors that are active on social media. Um, but uh, there's some of the other publishers uh, that do Star Wars and Marvel books. There's um, Abrams and uh, Inside Editions. I know uh, Chris Prince from Inside Editions uh, is on on uh, social media. So you can uh, you can hit these guys up uh, and just tell them you want a book from Adam Bray. You know, I I want I want updated versions of all the stuff you did because you got everything going and then they finished yeah. things they did some stuff afterwards and I, I would love to see those get revamped and and brought up to uh, the current status of everything. So, um, mm-hmm. Alfie D Doc, as usual, I'm monopolizing. Take off, brothers, go. Hey, uh, I actually thought about you today, uh, Adam, watching this episode of The Mandalorian because I think just this dining hall alone needs a in-depth look at everything that we saw. And I think it, that that would make a really cool uh, section of like a Mando book or something like you do. Cause it just seemed like there were just so many little things tucked here and there. Did you guys notice that the guards were wearing oh, stormtrooper yeah. armor underneath their robes? And I then not. Yep. Yeah, it looked like it looked kind of like Obi Wan with his clone armor look. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then all the 
birds flying around and the little dinosaur thing that jumped up on the table. Uh, the fish that was in the bowl that they were all drinking from. I mean, what I, I need to know more about this. Well, they, they mentioned secretions. Right. Um, so they're and, drinking the secretions of some creature up in that, that bowl. And that sounds very mm, odd, but I guess some sun. They seem to enjoy it. You know, yeah. there was like 20 people at the table. Hey, Adam, have you ever seen anything like that over in Vietnam? <laughs> um, yeah, I've been to some pretty freaky dinners where we're eating, uh, <laughs> you know, eating gross animals, uh, snakes and spiders and rats and and uh, and other snakes. things that slither and crawl and, oh. and rot. <laughs> Yeah, that Indiana reminds Jones. me of the beginning. I was gonna say Temple yep. of Doom. There yes. we go. Oh. Or hey, yeah, who was, is it uh, Bourdain? I think that did the traveling mm-hmm. around the world, where he'd go to the markets where you like right. kick the animal mm. out and then they just beat it with the stick. Ugh. Like here you go. Right. And I would hey. also like to apologize, Adam. Um, I feel really bad about buying your book from Ollie's. I feel terrible about it. Uh, I didn't even really think about what I did until I was halfway home. And I was like, oh, Oh, shit. You know, language. (laughs) I think I'm the only one. I got got caught up in the the excitement of seeing your book. And then I was like, oh, man, I bought it from Ollie's. Hey, real quick, real quick, we're going to add in our last guest of the evening. He was one of the original hosts on Rule the Galaxy. My good friend, since we were 12 or 13 years old, right? And Matthew did What a good song. Absolutely. We could have let that just go the rest of the show. I like that song. Love the Pixies. Uh, I, I can almost picture you two in the leather jackets and the <laughs> hearing that song. Yes, oh, it was uh, a good time. It was a good time, and and for those of you, Adam, Dave, Steve, D Doc, you didn't know us at that time. Mass and I would wear outlandish clothes, black leather jackets, earrings. We thought we were new kids on the block or something That's like awesome. that. I don't, I don't know, but but then Pick, I was pictures or it didn't happen. Younger, and I thought you guys were the <laughs> coolest, you know, in the entire world. Uh, How long you were. Yeah, <laughs> and, I still and, think I'm right, but you know, we um, goodness gracious, um, so uh, yeah, Mass and I have known each other that long. We we uh, we got him talked into being a part of the show at the very beginning, and then he uh, he said, "Hey, you guys talk way too much Star Wars. I'm not going to sit here and do this all the time, but I love you. Keep doing what you're doing." And I said, "I had to bring him back." And, and, you know, uh, Steve Lawson, if you want to talk about the, the language from, from tonight's show, one of the reasons that Mass is not on the show that often is because he, <laughs> he was banned by probably, I know FCC is not involved, but somebody somewhere was like, he cannot be on these episodes. So, um, yeah. So I was. Mass, I remember I was a listener before I joined on, and Mass was always good for one f bomb an episode, and it always made me laugh every every time. I was always waiting for it, and it was, it was, that. It was probably more than one. Yeah, 
um but we appreciate yeah. it man thanks thanks for coming back by i hope everything's going well for you yeah everything's going great have you been keeping up with the mandalorian and all that stuff i absolutely love the mandalorian i watch every every one of those episodes it's still it's and I, you know i was watching that last episode and i had a track meet so i haven't been listening to everything tonight but it re, it kind of uh, showed me what the differences was between like the beginning of the episode where Jack Black and Lizzo are in it is kind of like the, you know, episode one, two, and three for me. And, uh, cause I, you're talking I, movies, episode one, two, and three. Correct. Okay. Uh, cause I, I didn't really enjoy that part. And then after that, it got, it got more serious, which reminded me of like four five and six. So, I mean, I enjoyed the whole thing, but uh, I'm more of the original trilogy kind of guy. And, and then, uh, the, but I, and did, then I, the, I love that show. It's so and, good. It and then at the end, <laughs> and then at the end, someone got a got an unearned title, and it reminded me of seven, eight, and nine. No, singer. Listen, I'll say this: you mentioned you mentioned the whole thing. Honestly, and Dave, I think you're the only one that may appreciate this. As I told someone today, I'm like, to me, it's like they took an unused Buck Rogers episode from the 80s and put Star Wars characters. <laughs> oh, wow. I loved, loved Buck Rogers. Yeah, that. but when you've got an unused episode, you know that yeah. one's rough. Yeah, you know that one's going to be rough, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, real quick, real quick. Did... We've got an old enough group here. Actually, D-Doc's the youngster of it. Oh, that's a gorgeous nice. one. Jack Harvey probably wants that card right there. <laughs> Will you quit putting that up, Steve? Well, Dave put a card up. I thought I'd put a card up. Um, this, by the way, Adam, I just wanted to say, uh, when I was holding up the Rebel, uh, this book, which you can get from Adam Bray, mm -hmm. um, it fell out. So I don't know if you actually meant to send this to me or not, Adam. <laughs> Um, but I got it now, sir. Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. What what card was Steve holding up that you told him to put down? I didn't see his. Oh my! I didn't goodness. see the C three PO card. Oh, okay. There it is. All right. All right. Oh, the naughty one. Uh, and Steve. we go downhill from there. Yeah. Um. Well, no. I look, guys. Oh, we've been dear. we've been zooming through this all night. It's been a long night. I really wish I had those those still packed up cards right there. Like you said, Steve, I wouldn't be rich, but I'd be doing a lot better than what I'm doing if I had those in my hand. Um, but uh, I, I can't thank you guys all enough. It's been a silly night. It's been crazy and fun. Are you uh, wrapping up? Are you wrapping up right no, now? No. Well, we've got six, seven people to talk about wrapping up, so i got to go through oh. them one at a time. So it's going to take us a good little time here to go through all this. So, um, Adam, I want to start with you. Tell me something you love about Star Wars to close up the show. Oh yeah, tell. Uh, I like all the little people. They employ a lot of little people. You know, you got Ugnaughts and Jawas and Ewoks and <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, you know, the little people are great. So I enjoy that. They they they're nice and they make me happy and. They're great people. What was that song back in the 70s? 
Wasn't there a song You're gonna have about, to narrow it down a little bit. The song about little people in the seventies. Wasn't there a song that was Are you talking about short people? Yes, there we go. There we go. <laughs> little people, oh, little people. Hey, yeah. Dave, when you watch this week's episode, there'll yeah. be an Ugnot talk, and I need you to see if it doesn't sound like the wizard from um Willow. Okay. If, if, if that doesn't, because he does. He sounds like him. He's like, I have spoken. You know, he, he does sound like him. Pick the finger. Yeah. Which finger rules the world? We're getting we're getting Buck Rogers. We're getting Willow. We're going all over the o- place. Here. Only the best, Joe. Only the I, best. I agree. I agree. Mass, how about you? You love the original trilogy. You love Mandalorian. Tell me something else you love about Star Wars. Because there's plenty of negativity in the world with Star Wars. Tell me other one more thing you, you love about Star Wars. I think I just love that it's there. You know, I mean, uh, even the ones I don't like, I still kind of like. So, you know, as long as they keep making them, I'll keep watching them. I mean, it's just, it's fun. Mandalorian um, still gives me, like, it still makes me tingly sometimes when stuff happens. You know, it gives me goosebumps still. I just still love watching it. That's awesome. Oh, that's a good answer right there. I like that. I like that a lot. Dave Jones, how about you, brother? Give me something um, good. I'd say that what I continue to enjoy about Star Wars is the layers and uh, the dots, connecting the dots between even even different films and different genres and filmmakers. Um, you know, Stephen and I, Stephen Kent earlier, were talking about Francis Ford Coppola briefly in Apocalypse Now. Like, I just love all that stuff. Um, and honestly, you know, for me, uh, Star Wars, the original trilogy, all that's kind of the pinnacle of cinema and everything else, you know, is adjacent to it. Some stuff's adjacent to it and some stuff is, you know, below or above, whatever. But Star Wars is always there. And that was that was the beginning as far as my love of film. So that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I, I tell you what, I'm going to go before D Doc, Alfie, and Steve because I know they're going to have much better things to say than I probably am. But come on, man, you can't uh, set me up like that. Look, yeah, I can't. <laughs> That's what I'm paid to do. Um, so you're getting paid for this? <laughs> oh, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> um, so I think I think what I what I love about it is is um, it's been so many key moments and so many key relationships in my life have been related to star Wars. And whether it was when I was a little kid and my friends, we were playing and that's how you get to know people just out in the backyard or whatever, taking those figures and, you know, running around with them like you're redoing the movies. And, or when I went through the dark stage with the movies and, you know, I was 13 when Jedi came out. So after Jedi came out, Star Wars kind of went away from me, but it also went away from the world. And then my, you know, my wife, who was at that time my fiance, comes comes to my house and brings me the books, you know, the the Heir to the Empire book, right? And says, I know you like Star Wars. I think I, I thought you would like this. And here, here's the lady who, you know, I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> that that, that kind of seals this, right? She's bringing me this book and saying, hey, go go read that right i mean it, that was a key part of it then seeing the special the special edition come out with mass and 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 uh, my son who was little at the time my little brother tony then then watching the prequels through the eyes of my son uh with him 
uh, you know, it just seems like there's always something. And then starting this podcast with my son and bringing all this back together to where Alfie, who he and I grew up together and had separated for so many years. And then this podcast brings us back together and we're closer now than we've ever been. And all the relationships, whether it's, you know, you guys here on the screen with us now or the other guests who've been here or, you know, the super professional guys like Scott Rifen and, uh, you know, people like that who who sing songs for us and all that. Um, it's just amazing what it's been as a part of my life. And and I'm I'm just so excited that we can talk about it, these 200 episodes. So hopefully that wasn't too much there, guys. Um, How the fuck am I supposed to follow this? <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Alfie. Now, Alfie, he said, I'm, he said, I'm sure Alfie and D Doc are gonna have something much better than me, but let listen to this real quick. And yeah, okay, well, maybe that I was wrong. That was great. That was uh, great, Joe. D Doc, how That's about really you? good. Uh, what do I like about Star Wars? I mean, as, as I've said on this podcast multiple times, the movies change as you get older whether it's something going on in your life or just you getting older, you notice different aspects of it. Like I'll be like, all right, I'll watch empire strikes back for the, whoever knows how many time. And then you're watching it and you're like, you just notice that one little scene or that one little yep. piece of dialogue that sticks out differently to you that time you watch it. Uh, yep. I have kids now. I'm able to have them be a part of it. And my little guy is getting into Star Wars now. And it's thanks to the Legos that he's getting into it. And now he's upgrading to the live action stuff, which is exciting. And I also just love the work that went into the prop making and the world building of Star Wars. That's why I built this Death Star wall behind me. Like it was, it's just like the, the, the designs and ideas that they had. I've watched a ton of sci-fi movies and none of them ever hit like Star Wars do to me. The ships never hit like it. The the settings never do. Like I like sci-fi stuff, but it just never hits like Star Wars. Star Wars has that thing about it. So, you know, I might not know every single uh, planet or a piece of history of Star Wars or everything there is to know about it. I don't know all of it, but I do know that I love it and I like building it and I like watching it and I like talking about it. So. I appreciate being on this show. Uh, I'm I'm pumped that we're at 200 episodes, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I gotta say. Alfie Ray, what I love about Star Wars, I mean, I mean, Star Wars is such a big part of my life. I love so many things about Star Wars. I love that we can theorize it to death, come up with all these ideas, and then just get blown out of the water by just something so weird but so fun like this mandalorian episode you know like you said we, you know you and i as cousins we've gone through this cycle through our whole life of we go apart and then we come back together and it's always star wars that brings us back you know i love that like you call me at really random times during the day because you have <laughs> something that you just have to tell me about or that we text nonstop about all of us together you know it's this underlying element that Star Wars is just like this found family. And that's kind of what this podcast is. That's what my friends have become. And, you know, you guys have become like a family to me. And I hope it just keeps going. Thanks, Al. Um, Steve, uh, I'm going to finish with you because, one, I respect the heck out of what you do. Two, 
you started at the very beginning of the show with this and you said i'm staying on and you've stayed on the entire time and, he's a trooper and and because a show like yours you guys and rebel force radio and star wars report there's a reason why joey and i started this and so i appreciate you a ton for doing all that and all you've done but you usually just i know how much this stuff and fandom means to you with the way you run your show so i'm gonna let you close up on stuff you love about star wars i have nothing to say thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) you dirty dog you know i it to me it starts with fun star wars has always been fun for me as a as a little boy running around with a blue empty fishing tackle box that was just full of empire strikes back cards um you know and just looking at the pictures and just it constantly look, i mean these things are so messed up too you know to a shelf full of action figures and vehicles and everything that i've had since i was a boy you know it's like alfie said star wars has always been with me in some form or another and you know it it's it's that thing that if we can just stop worrying about all of the 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 ridiculousness that we try to bring to star wars and just talk about star wars and have fun discussions whether we agree or we disagree there's this unifying thing throughout star wars you know and especially the the older stuff especially the things that that you know my generation grew up on when you sit down and like we talked about the phantom menace earlier you know you sit down and you watch the Phantom Menace, and whether you like that movie or not, everyone who came away from that movie liked Darth Maul. They loved the John Williams score. They loved Qui-Gon Jinn. See, they were taking away things that they absolutely loved. And when you get to the original trilogy, you know, that we've had for all these years, you know, that is the modern American myth. That is that is literally, you know, America's given the world very little in terms of culture. But Star Wars is the zeitgeist star wars is the american myth that we've given to the world and it and really being based in the the old the old forms of mythology you know the hero with a thousand faces and that sort of thing and so you end up with with ideals to strive for you end up with adventure to thrill to you end up with uh laughs and fun but man ultimately I, you know i go back to what stephen Kent said can anyone be redeemed if the most evil man in the galaxy can be redeemed by the love of his son, we can all be redeemed, you know, um, by the love of the son. And so I, I think that, that there's some great themes that run through Star Wars to be explored, to be considered. And when Star Wars is done well, there's nothing better in, in, all, of, in all of storytelling than Star Wars. And, and I think that's why we all hold it to such a high standard, because we all know how good it can be. And, and we all want it to be good. And so, you know, I, I just, it's fun, man. It's a blast. What, what more do you want out of Star Wars than just fun? And it's a blast. I agree. I agree. Um, for you guys who've been on for a short time, if you guys have been on for the whole time, I, I, I will close up shop here and just tell you, thank you guys so much. Um, it, it's it's uh, crazy to think that we got to this uh, level. And we've met so many new friends and we've been, you know, such a big part of the community right now. And, and it's just, it's just a lot of fun. All the people making comments over here on the side, we appreciate all you listening and being a part of this uh, marathon that we've done tonight. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, it hey, can't have fun without rifling. There we go. Come on now, you're gonna. Oh. <laughs> Look, I showed uh, up, Boston. Boston took three hours to even come close to what I did for you guys. Oh gosh, <laughs> guys, thanks so much to, to everybody who listens to us, to everybody who follows us. Thank you for being a part of what we do. Um, Rule the Galaxy is, is, you know, it's it should be about fun. We try to laugh every show and. Thank you for everybody who's part of it. We we hope to see what goes, you know, where we go in the future. To D-Doc, to Alfie, to Brent, to Nick, to everybody who's been hosts on the show. Thank you. One more visit with the card. And you know what? Until next week, if that card shows up again, may the force be with you. <laughs>